Welcome in to the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show, tight end edition. Wow, that intro gets me going every time. Welcome into the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show, a proud member of Fantasy Points and the Fantasy Points Media Group. Remember to use code TRIPLEPLAY22 for 10% off when you go to Fantasy Points and you sign up for their website. It's August, so it's national, official, Fantasy Draft Month. This is probably where most of them happen. There's not a statistic about it, but factor in, that's where most home <laughs> leagues that's where most home leagues fall in. But I got my normal crew with me. I got Brad Stradamus repping the O's hat while they're on a winning streak. How's it going, Brad? Yes, sir, man. You got to get me on that baseball pod. I think, so it's, I like a, I think it's like a one-game winning streak, Eric. It's a hey. one-game right now. But we're yeah, they're, they're good, they're good out of their last 10, but I think they literally just lost the game before. <laughs> David, <laughs> saying, David saying, have a good show, boys. Yeah, it's going to be a good show because you're not on here. And then we also got Johnny Foosball, John Van Etten. What's going on? What up, what up? John was a, a host Saturday night with a, a new power hour. A little yeah. sneak peek of that. Yeah. And we got our fan NBA rigged, the homie checking in, Doc, Brad, Johnny, three stellar gentlemen, go O's, repping Maryland here. Fellas, we're wrapping up our position previews with the sexiest position tonight, outside kickers, mm. and that's tight end. So don't don't say national tight end day. Don't no, no, that that's for George Kittle only. That's for George Kittle only. Um this is the last we're going to talk about baseball, but we got Rick checking in. What are the O's chances of making five five thirty eight has him at a thirteen percent, but ESPN had him at five percent. So I'll go higher. I'll say twenty one percent. I got a I got him at fifty percent. There's some magic with these boys yeah. here, and there they're playing they're playing all the teams ahead of them, like for exactly. the rest of the season. There's got some fifteen magic. more games with Toronto. They're only There's one some... game out of the wild card. We got it. We got it. There's some magic. There's some swag. And that's what the tight end position is about, not the Orioles. <laughs> and tonight, we're going to go through and talk about our tight end strategy, who we're liking more than ADP and consensus, and some guys we're fading. And to be honest, if you don't get the top three or top four tight end, it's a productive day if they catch a touchdown. But yeah, just talking first off with strategy, John, I want to go to you. When targeting tight end, do you have a strategy in place? I mean, you really just have to sort of, it's really the position where you have to play it as it lies. If if you reach, then you reach and that's great. If you don't, then you're pretty much stuck towards the end of the draft and you, and you might as well wait because there's not a lot of difference between, you know, a Tunyon or an Ertz or anybody really. Yeah, no, that that's fair. And I mean, if you have the 101, you're probably taking JT or uh, McCaffrey and Travis Kelsey won't be, and maybe Mark Andrews won't be there on the turn. But if you have a later round pick, or if you have a later pick in the first round, it might make sense to grab them there. Brad, what about you? Yeah, I'm pretty much the same as Johnny. Basically, I'm going running back and wide receiver with my first, you know, four rounds of draft picks, pretty much. And then if there's a top five tight end left in the, you know, in the fifth round, which there most likely isn't, then I'm probably just accepting the fact that I'm going to be on the waiver wire the entire season looking for tight ends. And that's just what it's going to be because it's just, it's just such a, a a tight position at the top, and then it's bunched up after that. And it's just mainly, you know, you're hoping to get a touchdown each week, which is basically waiver wire guys. So um, it's not a position that I, I hold very uh, dearly in the early rounds. 
That uh, that was part of the inspiration for our, our obscure tight end touchdown of the week episode title, <laughs> commitment. I like that. Um, so I don't think I've ever taken a tight end early, uh, especially in David's home league that he has. Brad can attest to it. I'll wait till the later rounds and double dip on tight ends. And there's been historically good value over time. George Kittle, the year he broke out, was a late pick. Eric Ebron. Last year we saw Rob Gronkowski and Dawson Knox were the tight ends five and six going in later rounds. Um, you know, Kyle Pitts, who only caught one touchdown, was tight end nine. Um, so, you know, obviously the Travis Kelseys, the Mark Andrews, those are all high. But you can get some value in later rounds. And I think, like you said, if you're not getting some of the top ones, it's about a tight end that might get, catch a touchdown. And then it's really about picking one that's in a good offense. So I think that's a really good point on that. Rick chimes in here. Do you really want to spend your precious time on streaming <laughs> free agent tight ends every week? <laughs> a Being point. a grown up is it's not what you want to do. It's what you have to do. So I, I'm going to say I don't want to be spending my time streaming. At three in the morning, just looking at tight ends to, to put waiver wire claims in. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And to, I mean, to be honest, there isn't much difference between the tight end. So last year, the tight end five, Rob Gronkowski scored 116.2 fantasy points. This is PPR scoring mm -hmm. and tight end 10 was Zach Ertz at 106.7. So 30 yards and a touchdown is what separated tight end five through 10. So it really shows you the, the little variance that they have. Mark Andrews led the way at 194.1. Travis Kelsey was second at 170.8. Huge drop off to Dalton Schultz at third at 130.8. So if you're not getting one of those two, you're likely waiting. But uh, we got we got another person from David's Home League, Tyler Porter, checking in. Kelsey or bust. There's only one lucky Kelsey person. But So we've talked about our strategy now. But, Brad, I'm going to go back to you with this. Who's a tight end that you really like this year and you're willing to draft higher than consensus? Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's tough. I don't know that I, I, it's much higher than consensus, but for me, I, I really like uh, Hunter Henry. He's my T nine on the year. Um, you see some reports at a training camp that the Patriots offense is just not moving the ball well, but there's also reports that Mac Jones, not only, Looks better than he's ever looked, but he's also improved as a passer, you know, and in doing that, I'm not sure that I want to go and expect, you know, Devontae Parker as the, the Patriots wide receiver one to go have a, you know, a big breakout year. But I think Hunter Henry is somebody that he's had some, you know, some good connections with in the past. Um, he was a, a big, you know, touchdown guy. That was pretty much all his production last year. It was essentially getting touchdowns in the red zone. So I think they have some chemistry there. Um, he's my T9 on the year, and he's the consensus TE11. So technically, I'm drafting him ahead of ADP, but um, it's not by much. But uh, I think Hunter Henry has a chance to to break out and be a security blanket for, for Mac Jones. So the follow-up question is, when Hunter Henry inevitably misses some games, who's your backup tight end going to be? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's going <laughs> to be some waiver wire hunting. I mean, maybe maybe Tanyan coming back a year from torn ACL. We see maybe that yeah, huge spike yeah. in touchdowns he has. John, I'm going to pass the question over to you. Who's the tight end you like more can, than consensus? So uh, a little bit more than consensus is, and it's going to sound like a homer pick, but it, it's certainly Darren Waller. He's was injured uh, playing hurt throughout games last year, and he's taken some practices off at the beginning of this training camp. 
Um, so you expect him to come back healthy. And I think it's really a situation of less is more. Everybody's worried about a drop in targets, but he's no longer going to be getting targeted when he's double or triple teamed with two safeties over the top on his routes just because of the addition of Devontae Adams. And I think tight end more so than, you know, obviously running back or wide receiver is a very more complimentary position, uh, even when you have the top players where, you know, they really are dependent on uh, other players allowing them to get open, you know, ex except for the top few. I mean, not all, not all of them are really athletic freaks who get open on themselves. You know, it really comes down to, you know, scheme and being single covered by a linebacker or, you know, just having the one safety on them that can make a mismatch. And that's what gets them the yards rather than just really just beating people off the line every single time when they have, you know, a corner with some help on them. So right now, according to, and John, I agree with everything you said, Darren Waller's tight end five at fantasy pros. You have him as your tight end two behind Travis Kelsey. You feel bold enough to put him number one. You know what? The more I talked about that, the more I think that this isn't Kelsey's year then because Tyree Kill's not going to be getting him open or anything. So more is less with those targets he'll be getting in Kansas City. That's an interesting <laughs> take. I could see that happening. Yeah. I, I I think Kelsey's still going to put up good numbers, but I think it's going to be a drop-off from the Kelsey-esque years. And to be fair, he's been the best tight end since Gronk, and he hasn't been as touchdown dependent. He's got a lot of yards to back it up. For me, it's kind of a boring safe pick, but it's Dallas Goddard, who on Fantasy Pros is tight end seven. I have him as six in my rankings, and I actually might move him up. Well above consensus, Eric. <laughs> but, but, but you know what? As I'm thinking more about the reasoning, so once Zach Ertz got traded after week six, Dallas Goddard got at least five targets, seven out of ten games. He only had two touchdowns, and those both came in one game against the Jets. He had two 100-yard games. And what I think what we're going to see with the Eagles this year is Jalen Hurts is going to rush less. I think the Eagles want to see at this point if he's a better passer, if he's a franchise quarterback. He had 10 rushing touchdowns last year. I think that goes down to maybe five or six. A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith, I think, are going to take up a lot of attention from corners and safeties on the outside. And I think Dallas Goddard is going to be his security blanket. And the Eagles had a pretty good offense last year. I think they scored... 20-plus points in all but three of their games. So if the scoring opportunity is there and Goddard had four touchdowns for the season last year and only two when Zach Ertz left, I think there's going to be a lot more opportunity barring him not getting punched in the face and somebody breaking his jaw. That's a reference because it happened at a bar in South Dakota. He got cold clocked. Went right over my head on that one. You got to stay relevant with the pop culture and Dallas Goddard news. Someone in South Dakota must really hate him to blindside him like that. He's pissed off half the state of uh, Dakota. What's he doing he in did? South Dakota? Just I don't person. know. Just and, you know person. he's he's probably he's probably trying to lay low key during the off season and and avoid any uh, problems. And then it just happens that someone sucker punches him at a bar. Maybe it wouldn't have happened if he went to L.A. or something like that. John, I'm going to go back to you, and I want to go to a tight end that you're fading. And it's kind of like a, an oxymoron, a tight end you're fading, because I feel like it's relatively to ADP. Like, there's not a tight end that you're not going to not draft. But who's a guy where, for where he's ranked, you just can't get behind? Uh, probably 
Robert Tunyon for the reverse of the the Waller reasoning. Uh, the Green Bay offense lost a ton of weapons. They lost the best wide receiver in MVS, if you ask David Mendelson, and they also lost Devontae Adams. <laughs> so going along that note, Tunyon isn't really the guy who is getting open on his own. He's more dependent on the matchups and a light, light one-person matchup because they're looking at MVS over the top or they're just double-covering Devontae Adams. So I think it's going to be a lot harder for him to find quality targets um, and I'm just very curious how Aaron Rodgers plays. Like I, it could go either way with him this year. He's really seems to be full embracing this sort of midlife crisis shtick. And like, <laughs> who knows what the season will actually bring. I love it. I mean, Mance talks about uh, that he's doing hallucinogens in the off season and the NFL approves of it. It's, uh, <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Moose emotion is high when you visit South Dakota. It's true. Maybe he trashed that animal and they just didn't stand for it. Brad, going back to you, who's a tight end that you're fading in this range or just in general? Yeah. So for me, um, he's my T18 and that's six spots lower than consensus of T12. Uh, Pat Fryermuth. Um, I understand all of the, you know, the, the upside possibilities with him, but the way I look at it is this is extremely Najee Harris's team, and he's going to get the majority of the touches. He's going to be responsible for moving the ball down the field. Uh, when the wide receivers aren't getting separation, he's going to get the dump-off passes just like he was last year. And Mr. Trubisky's going to be the starter. And, you know, he's got some some rushing upside himself. He's a really athletic quarterback. And you know, while I think he's, you know, also very competent and is going to be able to move the ball, I'm not sure that it won't go to, you know, George Pickens or um, any of the other wide receivers they have going on down there. So I'm just not convinced that Pat Fryermuth has the the uh, the path to be a, a top 10 type tight end. And he's really getting drafted like it this year. So I have him pretty low on my boards and um, I'll probably be fading him. Yeah, I know. I understand very touchdown dependent last year. I think the Steelers offense gets a little bit better, actually. We have Absolutely. somebody checking we have somebody checking in from YouTube. What if they move Robert to a partial wide receiver position with their lack of depth? Well, that's, that's they can bad. do that, but I don't think he'll be getting catches in that role. I mean, even during his his best season a couple of years ago, he was really just, you know, the epitome of a, a tight end touchdown or bust. He wasn't getting, you know, 100 yards, 80 yards, 90 yards. He's not shown himself to be the consistent uh, passing threat when he's not in a mismatch in the red zone or anything like that. I mean, Rogers is a fan of him. He calls him Bobby Tanyan. And if Aaron Rodgers likes you, he's going to feed you the ball. I'm more worried about say, the ACL than he doesn't really. The, the reason Tanyan's good, my fault, Eric. Uh, the reason Tanyan's so good is because he does have the, you know, the speed to beat linebackers and get separation over the middle. I'm not sure he's got that to beat corners. So I don't know if wide receiver move makes sense. No, I agree. And, Rigged checking in. I'm still waiting for Belichick busting out Devin. I see, I see when Hunter goes out, break out. Oh man, great hair, great hair. Yeah, he's he's gonna bring back uh Ben Watson. Um, for me, it's lower than the okay. Well, Hollywood checking back in because we're all about rebuttals. Let me ask you, do you consider Rodgers to be Tom Brady caliber, John? I don't think anybody is. I feel like that's just uh, trying to set the bar a little too high by definition. 
But I, I do, I see what he's saying. Like I, in in terms of somebody that can just make a team win with his skill set alone, I, I think I mean, Rodgers is definitely. Rodgers hasn't, for the most part, willed a team to to victory in the playoffs most of the times. He has, uh, yeah. Besides when he plays the 49ers. he's zero and four against the 49ers. There you go. Niners owe him. Tom, Tom Brady, Brady never lose to on a the Cowboys Patriots game. made yeah. every unknown wide receiver good. That's the only I'm reason he's on that. I, I, I'm I think really, it's fair. I'm high on the, I'm high on the Packers. He, you know, Christian Watson's my wide receiver eleven on the year, so I, I definitely think the world of of Aaron Rodgers. Look at look at Brad, a bold take with Christian Watkins at eleven. For me, I don't think I'm going to get any Kyle Pitts shares this year. He's ranked as oh. the tight end three on Fantasy Pros with an ADP of thirty three. Um, I'm not saying that he's not worth it. I do think he will be a good tight end, but. I look, so Marcus Mariota is likely to, to be the starter for a good portion of the season. Good. He, he's passed for 3,000 yards twice in his career. Most of the time it falls in the high 2,000s, like 2,800. So is Kyle, or if, if he's not in a very high passing offense, that worries me at first. I think Mariota might rush a little bit more also. He has more rushing upside than most quarterbacks do as well. I know the thing is Kyle Pitts finished as tight end nine last year with one touchdown. So if he caught four or five more, he's a top five tight end. And that's a very fair argument. But he also got a lot of targets. He had 110 targets and they just spent a first round pick on Drake London. Cordero Patterson is still there. I think he's going to get involved a lot. Geronimo Allison. But overall, I think the the offense takes a step back. And I think Kyle Pitts is going to be the focal point of a lot of opposing defenses. I mean, I look at him last year, and he had a couple breakout games, eight for 163 against the Dolphins when they played in London, one or 10 for 119, and that touchdown when they played the Jets, six for 102. But he also had some dud games. He had uh, two catches for 35 yards week three. He had two catches for 13 yards against the Panthers another game, three catches for 29 yards. That's just, it's a very sporadic thing. And yes, he's going to get a lot of the snaps that you want. And he's a wide receiver playing in a tight end body. But just because he's ADP at 33, I don't see him staying that long. I see someone, especially once Kelsey and Andrews are gone, I could see him getting taken in this late second round, early third in a 12-team league. And then you're talking about him getting taken in the mid-20s. So for just how volatile or how touchdown dependent that position is, I just can't spend that early of a pick on Kyle Pitts. I have him as my uh, T4 on the year, but everything you said is 100% true. I think he's a very high-risk, high-reward kind of player. And and this is this is the difference between fantasy and reality. I'm talking about from a fantasy perspective, I couldn't draft him. Mm-hmm. Reality, he's probably a top three, top four tight end, no doubt at this point. Yeah, yeah. Rick checking in. Albert O is supreme talent. Speed, size, great hands. Shall be the next Spider-Man movie as well as most people's tight end roster spot. Super cheap value. I don't know. I've, I've heard mixed things. You know, Greg Dulcich was getting a lot of buzz to begin camp. I mean, we're really bumping him up because of the Tim Patrick injury and he plays on a good offense with Russell Wilson, but that's sometimes the recipe for a tight end to be good. And yeah, then- I've got – I'm pretty down on Russell Wilson this year. Uh, NBA rigged, you got to check out my article on Russell Wilson on Fantrax. I'm pretty down on all of the uh, 
all the Denver receivers this year. Brent, I don't think you and I have ever agreed on anything in life because I have Russell Wilson as my QB too. It's one of my bold takes. <laughs> and then Hollywood checking back in. Yeah, it sucks. Pitts has a QB downgrade. He's only 20 years old. Most tight ends don't break out to be good until about 24, 25. I think if if this was the same Pitts and he had Calvin Ridley and even a washed up Julio Jones, I could see that being tight end one overall just because he's getting single covered most plays. I will say, though, Mariota has the ability to surprise some people. He's His big bugaboo is that he's just always hurt. He, if he, he looked good in that, that Chargers game the other year. Exactly. The other year. Like it's a new year. He's a talented it's, dude. He's he's a sure thing to get 110 targets, just, just how well Mariota can get back to his number two pick status. And the thing is, Mariota's on a one-year deal, so it's not even guaranteed that he plays the entire season. They might want to see what they have at Desmond with Desmond Ritter at some point. It's true. So it's, true. it's just inconsistency of the quarterback position. I mean, if he falls to the thir- late 30s, early 40s, I will certainly take him. But I just don't see that happening at all. But that about does it this week. A little over 20 minutes. So, Brad, John, anything you guys want to plug before we are out? Just the O's, baby. Go O's, go O's. Go O's. So we're finishing up the tight end preview this week. Next week, we're going to start mock drafts. And David's going to be in his new house in New Jersey next week. So show him a little bit of love, new environment. We're not all Maryland boys, Baltimore boys anymore. But David's (laughs) always going to be the ringleader at Triple Play Fantasy. And for everybody that checks out our YouTube, our podcast, thank you so much. Please subscribe. Hit that five-star rating and review. Follow the accounts on social media. Follow our TikTok. Joe Pepe has done a great job with some great videos. And that's right. We're ending on no Irv Smith love. Talk about a tight end that can't stay healthy. Eric's but, Eric's been given Irv Smith love for years, except for this year. Yeah. Yeah. This is, <laughs> I finally had to, I had to quit the drug named as Irv Smith, but everybody have a great week and we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace.